It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Happy Wednesday to you. It's time for our comprehensive primer on the Bills' week four opponent, the Las Vegas Raiders, head coach John Gruden. And I bring that up right off the bat because I have two things that are true about me that I'm going to try to avoid here on this podcast. First, Every time I say Raiders, I always want to do it just like Chris Berman, right? Thirties. So I'm going to try not to do that here on this podcast. And then I also love John Gruden and and his the way he talks. And I have a bit of a John Gruden impersonation that I like to uh, break out from time to time. So I'm going to try to avoid both of those things here on this podcast. But nonetheless, let's get ready for this football game on Sunday. The Las Vegas Raiders stand in the way of the Bills improving to 4-0. So let's start with the nuts and bolts. The Bills will travel to the Las Vegas Raiders in Week 4. The game will be played on Sunday, October 4th at 4.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in Las Vegas, Nevada at Allegiant Stadium. Adjust your weekly routine. The Bills are playing a 4 o'clock game instead of a one o'clock game and uh, it'll be the second ever football game played at the new Allegiant Stadium. I was hoping to get a chance to take a look at that thing uh, when the draft was going to be in Vegas this year. Obviously we were going to go with the draft network and we had a, a tour all lined up to go check out this stadium but damn COVID got in the way of that so the Raiders won the opening game at Allegiant Stadium. They beat the Saints And this will be the second game ever at Allegiant Stadium. The the game will be broadcasted on CBS, so we're back to CBS. Goodbye, Fox. Spiro Didis on the play-by-play, and Adam Archuleta is the game analyst. The teams have played 41 times previously. That does include the postseason. The Raiders have won 21. The Bills have won 20 of those. So it's time to even up the all-time series between the Raiders and Bills. The teams last met in October of 2017. McDermott was the coach of the Bills, but it was the year before John Gruden returned to coaching. The Bills won that game 34-14. They improved to 5-2. The Raiders fell to 3-5. Some notes on that game from 2017. LaShawn McCoy had 151 rushing yards on 27 carries and a touchdown. Tyrod Taylor was 20-27 of for 165 yards and a touchdown. The Bills did not sack Derek Carr in that game, but they did intercept him twice. Trey Elston and Micah Hyde recorded those interceptions, and Trey Elston was the team's leading tackler that day. Uh, Derek Carr against Sean McDermott's defense was 31 for 49 
for 313 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions, and that's a passer rating of 71.2. The Bills enter Sunday 3-0. The Raiders are 2-1. The Raiders beat the Panthers 34-30 in Week 1. They beat the Saints in Week 2 by a score of 34-24. And then in Week 3, they lost to the New England Patriots by a margin of 36-20. The Raiders' head coach is John Gruden, 57 years old. Has a really interesting backstory. Was the head coach of the Raiders from 1998 to 2001. He was then traded from the Raiders to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs gave two first-round picks, two second-round picks, and $8 million to the Raiders for Gruden. And then Gruden was the head coach of Tampa Bay from 2002 to 2008. Of course, they won the Super Bowl in 2002. He retired in 2008 and in 2009 was hired by ESPN to serve as the color analyst for Monday Night Football. The Raiders lured him out of the broadcast booth, gave him a 10-year, $100 million contract to return to coaching in 2018 and his first season back with the Raiders. They went 4-12. Last year, they were 7-9. For his career, John Gruden is 108-103. and He's 5-4 in the playoffs. Also for his career, he's challenged 96 plays and won 33 of them. Actually, last year he was only 1-for-10. So I always like to give you the challenge records for these opposing coaches. So there's the book on John Gruden. We'll talk a lot more about his quarterback and coordinators and football team here in just a minute. But I wanted to share this clip of John Gruden during his Monday press conference when he was first asked, about the Buffalo Bills and the challenges that they present. I thought his answer was interesting and wanted to share it with you real quick before we talk about Derek Carr, the quarterback. I think, number one, their head coach, McDermott, has done a great job. And Brandon Bean, the general manager, have done a nice job putting together a good young football team. Uh, After that, the quarterback is uh, eye-opening. He is a fun guy to watch, man. He can really throw the ball. He's got a great playing style. He's... He's got a lot of John Elway playing style. He can scramble. He's strong. He's tough. Um, he's a big-time player. And they've got a, a, an arsenal around him with the acquisition of Diggs from the Vikings. John Brown, they've got some guys that can really run. And on defense, they have a collection of players. They're, they're very active up front. They do a, a good job of blitzing. And uh, they do a nice job of disgu- disguising their looks and it's no fluke that they're 3-0 and a playoff team. Hope you enjoyed listening to John Gruden talk there. I'm a big fan of press conferences. It's one of my things. I like to listen to press conferences, and so um, I'm always dialed into what opposing coaches and players are saying the week that they play the Bills, but I also listen to a lot more than that. So thought that was interesting. Hope you enjoyed it. The quarterback of this football team is Derek Carr, 29 years old, six foot three, 210 pounds, a second-round pick in 2014, number 36 overall out of Fresno State. He's been the Raiders' starting quarterback since 2014. He has a career passer rating of 91.4, and the Raiders are 41-56 and with him as the starting quarterback in his 97 career starts. So far this season, he's 74 out of 100. That's a completion percentage of 74%. For 784 yards, six touchdowns, No interceptions. He's been sacked five times and has a passer rating of 116.4. Derek Carr is not much of a vertical passer. 
not quite to the level of where we saw uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jared Goff, and Sam Darnold, but throwing the football down the field is not a big part of what he does. Only eight attempts this year that were targeted, 20 yards or more down the field. That's 8% of his throws. That's 26th in the NFL. To give you an idea, Darnold is at 5.2%, Goff 5.6%, and Fitzpatrick 6.2%. On throws of 20-plus down the field, Carr has completed four of those eight passes for 118 yards and one touchdown. His average depth of target this year is 6.8 yards. That's 26th in the NFL. He loves checkdowns. He's uh, notorious for checking the football down and um, not taking chances down the field. It's something that's a frustration of many Raiders fans when it comes to Derek Carr. And they went out and got him Henry Ruggs in the draft, the, the speedster from Alabama, to help with the vertical passing game. But I don't know if Ruggs is going to be available for Sunday. That'll be something to keep an eye on as the week goes along. When it comes to play action passing, it's used so far for the Raiders on 26.9% of their passing attempts. That is 17th in the NFL, a very average usage of play action. Derek Carr's splits with and without play action aren't much different, to be honest with you. For a lot of quarterbacks, you will see a big increase in yards per attempt, completion percentage, and passer rating with play action, but that's not necessarily the case for Derek Carr, and I think that speaks to him being a little bit risk-averse, and instead of wanting to launch that ball down the field, he will take the easiest path, right? He he will take that check down uh, opportunity. In fact, there were times last week against the Patriots where Bill Belichick even double-teamed some of those check down options just because it's so much of what Derek Carr does. Raiders have run seven RPO plays this year. That's 14th in the NFL, a pretty modest part of what they do by comparison the Bills have run 26 RPO plays, which is the second most in the league. Derek Carr's average time to throw this year is 2.69 seconds, which is 18th in the NFL. If you can force him to hold on to the ball, that's important. When he holds on to the ball for more than two and a half seconds, his passer rating drops 40 points from 136.9 to 89.9, and his completion percentage dips 20% from 84 to 64. So Derek Carr, when he's not able to have that quick trigger and get the ball out in under two and a half seconds, he declines in terms of his production. So that's a big part of what the Bills need to do this week is get him a little bit uncomfortable, force him to move his eyes, and uh, come off that primary read. Pressure helps with Derek Carr, but he doesn't crumble quite like other quarterbacks do. So far this year, he's been pressured on 28 out of 108 dropbacks, that's 26% of his dropbacks so far this season. So the the offensive line's doing a pretty good job keeping him clean. When he is clean this year, he's completing 77.2% of his passes, 8.2 yards per attempt, and a passer rating of 126.1. When he is pressured, his completion percentage falls to 61.9%, 6.2 yards per attempt, in a passer rating of 86.7. So completion percentage falls about 16%, two less yards per attempt, and a 40-point drop when it comes to passer rating. So pretty significant decline in production, but it's not these 
overly ridiculous falls where, you know, all of a sudden when they're pressured, they only complete 30% of their passes and they have a passer rating in the 50s. You know, Derek Carr is reasonably good under pressure. And I think that what, what that really stems from is just how in tune he is with his outlets and checkdowns. And so in those moments, he, he knows where to find them because that's what he wants to throw to begin with. So uh, it, that's, that's part of why he's um, somewhat effective when he is pressured. So what's the book on Derek Carr? I got three things written down. He's risk averse, doesn't want to throw the football down the field. He loves checkdowns, and that he's a fairly efficient distributor of the football, but he's not much of a dynamic playmaker. So um, he likes to play things close to the vest, and if you can tackle and not concede yards after the catch, you're going to limit those big plays, and you're going to limit their production on offense. Now more than ever, it's important to show support for your team and your community. Visa and the National Football League know that local businesses help your community move the ball down the field. Small businesses everywhere are overcoming challenges in these new times thanks to teammates like you and Visa because when everyone pitches in, everyone benefits. Being loyal to local businesses ignites growth and supports all of us and our communities because they know that where you shop matters. Visa urges you to support local retailers who are making shopping safe and reliable. And remember, tap to pay with a contactless Visa wherever you see the contactless symbol to help support your community. Visa, official partner of the NFL. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. Think of all the amazing things in life that are expressions of you, your favorite football team, what you wear to the playoff watch party, that song that you stream over and over to get you pumped up for the gym, or the recommendations that you share with your friends on the top six comedy podcasts that are best to listen to on a long road trip, or even your new haircut, which may or may not be an epic bowl cut from the 90s and hopefully is. Everything that makes you, you makes all the difference. State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. Your plan, your coverage selections can be personalized by you. And the ability to choose the plan you want by picking the options that fit you, like choosing to bundle your home and auto policies, is what the State Farm personal price plan is all about. Getting the coverage you want at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. The offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders is Greg Olson, 57 years old. He's entering his third season with the Raiders. Uh, He was with the Raiders in the past, but this is his third season consecutively since Gruden came back. Uh, Gruden and Olson worked together back in Tampa Bay as well. Olsen has 13 seasons of experience as an NFL offensive coordinator. He spent time with the Lions, Rams, Bucks, Raiders, and Jaguars. His offenses have finished in the top half of the league only three times and never in the top 10. Keep in mind here, Greg Olsen is not the play caller. John Gruden is the play caller for this football team. So far this season, the Raiders are scoring 29.3 points per game. That's eighth best in the NFL. They're converting 51.4% of their third downs. That's fourth best in the NFL. They're averaging 374 yards per game. That is 15th in the NFL. 125 of those are rushing yards. That's 14th in the NFL. And 249 of those are passing yards, which is 14th in the NFL. The Raiders offense is a West Coast passing offense that features a power run game. Let's talk about the weapons. That wide receiver 
their primary guys, Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards, both rookies, are injured, and John Gruden said he was concerned about their status for this week. That is something to monitor. Henry Ruggs, if he can go, he's one of the most explosive wide receivers in the NFL. Rare speed, he can get down the field, and um, he's he's faster than anyone that the Bills have on defense. If you get him on one of the Bills' defensive backs, he can win that foot race considerably. So he's got world-class speed, and he's got very good ball skills. So uh, we'll see if he can go. But if he's not available, that really limits any chances that the Raiders really have to push the ball down the field. Brian Edwards, another rookie that's one of their starting receivers, he's out of South Carolina, big physical receiver, pretty good after the catch. Um, but he's injured, and they might not have either one of those guys on Sunday. The guys that we do know that they should have are Hunter Renfro. He's one of those slot receivers that knows how to get open and catch the football. He's been a productive player. He's a second-year player out of Clemson. So far this year, he's been targeted 13 times. He has 11 catches for 142 yards and a touchdown. He's a great route runner, and he literally catches everything. Uh, in addition to Hunter Renfro, they have Zay Jones. You guys know him, right? Former Buffalo Bill. He hasn't had much production so far in his time with the Raiders, but you know he'll be a next-man-up type guy if if Ruggs and Edwards can't go. And they also have Nelson Aguilar, former first-round pick of the Philadelphia Eagles, very inconsistent football player. Uh, he's a depth guy for the Raiders, and I'm not sure we'll see much of him, but if Ruggs can't go, I'm sure that they will want him on the field for some spacing. Uh, and you know he's a guy that does have good speed, so uh, he has a chance to get vertical. He's not a very consistent finisher uh, with the football. So we'll see if they have Ruggs and Edwards. Uh, that'll help them a, a good bit, but we know they should have Renfro, Zay Jones, and Nelson Aguilar. Now the story when it comes to the Raiders' passing game is their tight end, Darren Waller. He's got 27 targets so far this year and has caught 20 passes for 157 yards and a touchdown. Think about that. 27 of Derek Carr's 100 passing attempts this year have been intended for Darren Waller. They absolutely run their passing offense through this tight end. He had a great year last year. He was a breakout star, had 90 catches for over 1,100 yards in 2019. He's six foot six, 255 pounds, crazy good athlete, a converted wide receiver, and um, – you know, he's a big part of what they do offensively. So the Bills will need to be mindful of him, account for him, and, and understand that this is their primary guy more than any single weapon they have. It is Darren Waller in this passing offense. Uh, they also have Foster Moreau and Jason Winton at tight end. How weird is that? Jason Winton plays for the Raiders. That's like seeing uh, Thurman Thomas in a Dolphins jersey. You know, just weird. Uh, but he's a limited part of what they do offensively. Darren Waller is their guy at tight end. At running back, they've got a good one, folks. Josh Jacobs, he's a stud. First-round pick in 2019, had over 1,100 rushing yards as a rookie, 4.8 yards per carry, seven touchdowns, also caught 20 passes. He logged 1,300 yards from scrimmage in 13 games as a rookie. For the 2019 season, he averaged 3.5 yards after contact. Uh, in 2020, so far, he has 252 rushing yards and 10 receptions for 75 yards in three games. He's 5'10", 219. He's got great vision, burst, power. He runs angry, and he's a damn good running back, one of the best pure runners in the NFL. Um, he's going to be a, a, a real challenge for the Bills' run defense that has struggled this year 
And, um, you know, this is the best running back that they faced yet. So a big, big challenge for the Bills to account for Josh Jacobs on Sunday. They also have Devontae Booker and Jalen Richard as the backups. Uh, Richard more of a receiving back that they like to get on the field uh, to throw the football to. And then Devontae Booker, just kind of a balanced backup running back. On the offensive line, this is a pretty good unit. Not as good as it can be because they're missing a couple of pieces here. Um, at left tackle, Colton Miller, a first-round pick a few years ago. He's really developing, particularly as a pass blocker, a terrific athlete with good size. Their left guard, they want that to be Richie Incognito, but he won't be available on Sunday. Instead, it'll be John Simpson, a rookie from Clemson, um, who has struggled so far in his limited time in the lineup. So that'll be a guy that the Bills could take advantage of and uh, potentially cause some issues for this Raiders offense. At center, they have Rodney Hudson, who's one of the best centers in the game. Model of consistency, absolutely a top three center in the NFL. Their right guard is Gabe Jackson, a big physical people mover, a long-term starter for them at right guard. And then at right tackle, it's Denzel Good, but they could get Trent Brown back this week. He's been injured. Uh, John Gruden has said that it has been their goal for him to be available this week, um, but he said that he would know more later in the week. So we're not sure if it's going to be Trent Brown. That'd be a big upgrade for them over Denzel Good. Uh, so we'll see on that. He's a, he's a good player. Uh, but if not Denzel Good, who's a reasonable backup, he has some experience in the league, but obviously not the caliber of, uh, of run blocker specifically as Trent Brown. So they've got big physical people movers uh, pretty much everywhere from left guard to right guard. Obviously Colton Miller, definitely a better pass blocker than he is run blocker. But uh, these guys, this is a good unit. I mean, really, honestly, even without Incognito and Brown, it's still a pretty good unit. Um, but, you know, there's a chance that that they won't have they won't have incognito. They might not have Brown, so it's not the the best version uh, of the offensive line that the Raiders like to have. My keys for the Bills defense against this Raiders offense: number one, force Derek Carr to hold on to the football longer than he wants to. He's going to find those checkdowns and outlets, but you know, limiting bigger plays in the passing game as a result of him actually kind of getting the football out on schedule, you know, is something that you you can do. Um, if you can kind of affect his eyes, you know, disguise your coverage, bracket certain combinations, and force him to look elsewhere than his primary read, and he won't be as efficient as a passer. Uh, you know that this offense is going to run through two players, Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller. Be ready. It's a pretty straightforward situation here. Jacobs and Waller are their primary playmakers, and everyone else is more of a complimentary piece. Of course, Renfro is going to get some opportunities, and he'll catch some balls. But if you want to stop the Raiders, it's about it's about keying in on on Jacobs and Waller, and the Bills need to be ready for that. Number three, you got to tackle. You got to tackle against this team because that's how you limit their big plays. They're gonna get their big plays because they can produce something after the catch, or they scheme up a really nice screen play, or or hit a big run. You you have to tackle and limit those those additional yards. So this will be a big test for the Bills, who didn't tackle well against the Rams. And then the last thing I wrote down is, will the front seven step up? You're going up against what is primarily a very good offensive line, a really good running back, a good tight end. Will the most expensive defensive line in football play better than they did last week? Can we see a better version of Tremaine Edmonds on Sunday? Will the slot corner situation be improved 
and get better production there, whether that's Taron Johnson or Saran Neal or Dean Marlowe. The Bills' front seven needs to step up. Will they? Those are my four keys for the Bills' defense against the Raiders' offense. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's talk about this Raiders defense. Paul Gunther is the defensive coordinator. He's 48 years old. He was in Cincinnati for a long time. Was an assistant there from 2005 to 2013. Got a chance to become their defensive coordinator starting in 2014. He was there through 2017, and then he came over to the Raiders when Gruden uh, returned to coaching. So this is his third season uh, as the Raiders defensive coordinator and his seventh overall season as an NFL defensive coordinator. He's not been overly successful. Only once in his six full seasons as an NFL DC has his unit finished in the top half of the league when it comes to defense and that was in 2015 with the Bengals when they were 11th. Every other year, it's been a below-average finish for his defensive units. He runs a 4-3 base, but just like the Bills, they've been in nickel a ton this year, almost exclusively in nickel, and they have LaMarcus Joyner, who's a really nice uh, slot defender that can, can fill a, a number of different roles for them. So far in 2020, they're allowing 30 points per game. That's 25th in the league. They've only recorded three sacks. That's 28th in the NFL. They're allowing 406 yards per game. That's 27th. They're allowing 164 rush yards per game. That's 28th. And 242 passing yards per game. That is 16th. Remember last week, this team was gashed against the run. The New England Patriots uh gained over 250 yards and two touchdowns on 28 carries. So that was a big problem for them last week. Let's look at this defensive line. On the interior, you'll see Malik Collins, Jonathan Hankins, and Maurice Hurst. Uh, Malik Collins came over from the Dallas Cowboys, uh, paid him a decent amount of money to come play football for this team, and he struggled so far this year. Coach Gruden said that he had a one-on-one meeting with Malik Collins about his play so far this year and just said, you know, Malik's just trying to do too much right now and he needs to focus in on his gap. And, and Coach Gruden was talking about the, the issues that his defense has had against the run, and he just said it comes down to tackling and guys not being in their gaps. So um, I'm sure that just like the Bills – and the messaging that they have for their defense about tackling and gap integrity, same messages are happening in Las Vegas this week. Jonathan Hankins is probably their best defensive tackle. Um, he's he's not much of a dynamic pass rusher, but he's stout, and he's where he's supposed to be against the run. And then you'll see some Maurice Hurst, who's more of a penetration-style player, has good athleticism. He'll shoot gaps, um, but uh, he's more of their, their third guy in this mix. At defensive end, they have Max Crosby, Cleveland Farrell, Arden Key, and Carl Nassib. Their primary guys are Crosby and Farrell. Crosby was like a day three pick 
last year, wound up having like 10 sacks, plays with great effort. I thought coming out of uh, Eastern Michigan that he had to get stronger before he could make an impact in the NFL, but he's overcome that and, and, and played well for them so far. I don't think he's overly dynamic where he's just going to dust the Bills' offensive tackles, but he's a guy that's had some production, and he's their best pass rusher right now. Cleveland Furl was a top-five pick of theirs a couple of years ago. Um, a solid base end. He's not overly dynamic. He's he's improved. Uh, Rod Marinelli is their defensive line coach, one of the best in football, and uh, you can see him playing better. But for a guy that was picked in the top five, he's just not that dynamic. He's not a Bosa or a Miles Garrett or a Khalil Mack. He's not one of those types of really dynamic guys that you see picked in the top five, um, but more of a base type player, a good player, but not one that you know you're going to lose sleep over. And then Arden Key and Carl Nassib are, are backups, and they're they're average players that are backup caliber. At linebacker, this is a position that has not played well for them so far this year, and they made some investments to improve their linebackers going into the year. The headliner was Corey Littleton, who came over from the Rams. He struggled so far this year. He's missing a ton of tackles. I think he's missed six so far this year, and teams are going after him and picking on him in coverage, which – is interesting because pass coverage was his thing. He was applauded as a very good coverage linebacker with the Rams, and he struggled so far in Paul Gunther's defense. Um, I'm sure he'll bounce back at some point. He's a better player than he's been so far this year, but he's not playing his best football at all right now. And they also signed Nick Kwiatkowski from the Chicago Bears to be their running mate to Littleton on the second level, but he's been injured. I'm not sure if he's going to be available this week. If not, we'll probably see Nicholas Moreau uh, alongside Corey Littleton and maybe even some Raquan McMillan. They traded for McMillan uh, from the Miami Dolphins, who is a very good downhill run-stopping linebacker, but a guy that's very limited when it comes to coverage and, and, and playing sideline to sideline. So you could see some combinations. Ideally, they'd have it Littleton and Kwiatkowski, um, but I'm not sure Kwiatkowski's going to be back, and Littleton's got to play a whole lot better. This is a, a unit that is, um, is, is, is a ways off from playing their best football. At cornerback, uh, Trayvon Mullen, a uh, young player out of Clemson, is one of their starters. Uh, I talked about LaMarcus Joyner. He is their slot defender. And then their CB2, they like it to be Damon Arnett, but he has a thumb injury that could keep him out for a while. Not expected to play Sunday. Uh, instead, you'll see Nevin Lawson, who had a, a decent run with the Detroit Lions. He's played some football, but obviously not a preferred starter. So uh, Trayvon Mullen is not very established in the NFL. He's still a young player, um, has not performed all that great so far. And so while LaMarcus Joyner is a player that is is an established player that's a good player in the league, you know, you've got Mullen and Lawson that are guys that the Bills should be able to take advantage of, especially with the receivers that Buffalo has. At safety, you have John Abram and Eric Harris. They're big, oversized safeties. John Abram is a physical downhill safety that he plays a reckless style of football. I'll be honest with you. I watch him at Mississippi State. I've seen him play so far in the NFL. I mean, the only thing he cares about is hitting people. And while he gets his share of good licks in there, you know, he's pretty reckless. He's not a very sound assignment driven player. And uh, he's got some athleticism, but. You know, I, he doesn't play under control, and he's he's performed poorly this year so far. Eric Harris is their other starting safety. He's 30 years old. 
he's experienced in the league, but he's mostly been a role player. He's like six foot three, two hundred twenty five pounds. So big old safeties back there that, you know, I think have, have been an issue for them so far this year. They have not played well. So, you know, you look at this look at this defense and it's not performing well. Uh, they have questions in their secondary. Their linebacker situation has to play better. Their defensive line has to play better. Um, and Paul Gunther has not been very successful. Last year, this team couldn't get any pass rush. The last two years, they couldn't get any pass rush, and they give up a ton of points. So this defense is under some pressure here to get things turned around, but I don't know that they have the personnel to to really do that, to be honest with you. They're, they're still several pieces away from being where they want to be on defense, in my view. So my keys for the Bills' offense against the Bills' defense is simply this. Go after these guys. Be aggressive. There's mismatches to be had here. They don't have the type of cornerbacks to match up with the Bills' wide receivers. They have undisciplined safeties. They have linebackers that are struggling in this scheme right now. They have defensive linemen that are having a hard time staying in their gaps. Go after them, be aggressive, and take advantage of these mismatches. They've not proven that they can get pressure on the quarterback. Throw the football down the field. Make them pay. Number two, see if they have fixed their run defense problems. Go after their ass in the run game. Get Devin Singletary going. Run the football. See if they fixed it. They gave up 250 to the Patriots last week in 36 points. Challenge them. See if they fixed it. And then see if they can tackle. They missed 35 tackles so far this year. It's a ton. Isolate these guys in space and see if they can tackle. But just be aggressive. Go after them. You have better players. That's what it comes down to. You should be able to move the ball and score points against this Raiders defense. Now, you know I'm not going to leave out the specialist. Let's get through this real quick here. The kicker, Daniel Carlson. He's uh, 6 of 7 so far this year on field goals, including 2 of 2 from beyond 50 yards, 10 of 10 on extra points. For his career, he's a 77.8% field goal kicker. He's made 97.1% of his extra points. Uh, Pretty young player still. I think he's in his third season in the NFL. Um, And he's uh, on kickoffs, he's only logging a touchback about 55% of the time. So could be some chances for Andre Roberts uh, to create as a kickoff returner in this game. Their punter is A.J. Cole. He's in his second season out of NC State. I watched him a ton at NC State, and I didn't think he was an NFL punter. He's playing okay so far. This year, 42.9 yards per punt, 37.9 net this year, uh, 4.68 seconds of hang time. That's pretty good. He's only punted eight times. There's four fair catches, two inside the 20, and three returns for 40 yards. Their punt returner is Hunter Renfro, sure-handed guy. And then Jalen Richard is their kickoff returner. So uh, pretty reliable guys in the return game, even though neither one of them have been overly productive in their career as returners. So there you have it. There's the Las Vegas Raiders, the Bills' week four opponent. Hopefully – This podcast was helpful in you getting ready for this game, knowing what to expect and uh, what's in the way of the Bills improving to 4-0. Tomorrow is going to be our crossover preview, speaking with uh, Lockdown Raiders. Your boy Q is the host of that podcast. Looking forward to uh, talking about this game with him. You'll get a chance to hear that conversation in tomorrow's podcast. So make sure that you don't miss it. 
rate, review, share, subscribe, the podcast. All of those things are so, so helpful and appreciated on my behalf. Hope you enjoy your day, and I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.